Hello, what is up? Welcome back to Life on the Wrist. Hope you are doing well today. We're going to be covering our favorite watches of the Geneva Watch Days. Uh, this was a um, a show that was that took place in Geneva, I want to say a couple weeks ago now. Um, and we've covered a ton of the brands that had released watches at this, at this show. And so what I thought I would do is go through three of my favorite pieces that were released at the... Um, uh, Geneva watch days this year. Uh, there were some really interesting pieces, complicated pieces, end of an era pieces, um, and some real um, innovation that occurred with some with a lot of the watches that were released here, which I think is ex the exciting part about watching watches, or for me, it's the most exciting part of watches. Um, so I'm going to go over three pieces that I think um, really caught my eye for, for Geneva watch days. Um, if you don't, if you haven't seen our coverage of Geneva Watch Days, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. There's a link in the show notes of this podcast, and you can also head over to our website and go to the editorial section, and you can read through our articles for for the for the Geneva, Geneva Watch Days. We do have a tag uh, on the um, on the um, for Geneva Watch Days, but you can also go to the recent recent editorials, and you'll find it there. So three brands, I'm actually going to pick three watches from three different brands that really caught my eye. The first one I wanted to talk about was from Club Fosse. This is a brand that has created some some incredible watches and really pushed watchmaking forward. Um, it was sort of a sad sort of uh, Geneva watch days for, for the brand, at least from, from a consumer's perspective. Um, Group of Force had announced that they were releasing their final edition of the GMT Earth, which has become a real icon of uh, of the brand. Um, if you don't know, this is a very complicated piece that they have produced um, and really has has become a symbol for what Gruber Fosse is able to do. So they released the GMT Final Edition. Um, the final, the uh, GMT Earth was actually released in 2011, so this is the 10th year anniversary of this specific watch um, that they've that they've released. Um, which I think is a nice sort of way of ending ending this uh, this line of watches. Ten years. Um, the watch itself is in titanium, and there's a limited. It's a limited edition of eleven pieces. So uh, a small amount of these are going to be produced uh, to celebrate the uh, this iconic watch from the brand. Uh, if you haven't seen this watch, go to the show notes right now and click on our uh, article for this for this piece, so you can check this out. Um, I absolutely love this piece. I think sometimes brands miss on complications because they try to add too much to the dials and they don't focus on proportions and layout of how those complications integrate with one another. But I think this is a perfect example of uh, being able to do this uh, well. I mean, this piece obviously has things like a tourbillon, a GMT, a power reserve indicator, obviously hours and minutes indicator. But what's really um, striking about this watch is it actually has a three-dimensional globe on the actual dial itself. And when you think about that and how they have to integrate that with so many other complications, it's quite impressive that they were able to do so. Um, I think it's an important watch for Geneva Watch Days because it really marked the end of uh, end of an era. This is what is what I called it. You know, this is a, a watch that you've seen on Instagram and on YouTube from every watch enthusiast because it is such an incredible piece that um, shows what watchmaking is capable of, and um, it's a great way to sort of celebrate the history that this watch has really created. So. Um, that is the first piece I wanted to talk about. The second piece is from Bulgari, which is a brand that has really 
I think coming to its own, to be honest. Um, it's it's the Octava Finissimo is a is a watch that they produced, and I don't have to tell you. I'm sure you've heard it many many times, but has become a real um, a real uh, testament from Bulgari saying we want to be known as someone who creates um, watch watches that are hailed by watch collectors as. Um, something that isn't just a jewelry jewelry watch. So the Octofemnismo is, is a great example of that. I'll put a link to our article for this watch as well. Um, but they came out with a really interesting uh, watch. Uh, they, well, they had two watches, but I'm gonna be speaking about their Central Turbion that they released. Central Turbions are not something that you see very often, which is why it's part of my list for this podcast. There are some brands who have created watches that have a Turbion in the middle of the dial. But when you think about how a watch is actually constructed, the your hours and minutes and seconds ends oftentimes are attached in the middle of the watch, so it can point to the hours and minutes, um, if, you know, as time elapses. So when you put a turbio in the middle of it, you actually disrupt the way that the traditional a traditional dial would be um, constructed, right? Um, so. Uh, so Bulgari decided to come out with an oct- with a um, with an octofinissimo with a central turbial, and what they ended up doing is actually changing the way that one reads the time. And so you have on this watch you have the central turbial in the middle of the watch. You then have a um, jumping hour at twelve o'clock, and then what they actually created was this pointing mechanism for uh, 60 minutes that are laid out from three to nine o'clock on the outside of the, sort of on the outside edge of the dial. Um, This is a, it's a very interesting way that they did it. They basically put pointers um, at opposite ends of this sort of central disc and this disc turns and the pointer points to the 60 minutes. Um, So what they also did is, you know, these pointers um, turn 90 degrees so that you know which one is actually engaged in telling you what, what the minute uh, is uh, during that sort of time, which I think is really, really cool. And the reason why I added it to the list is because I really like brands that sort of push the limits on how you uh, tell time. And I think Bulgari did it really nicely here with the jumping hours and this new sort of pointing mechanism. It also allows for them to have the central turbion as the main focus of this watch. And it's an absolutely stunning piece, sort of a dark brown dial with this really nice rose gold uh, case and accents on the, on the, the dial and, and, and so on. So I think it looks absolutely phenomenal and a really cool way to sort of tell time. And again, building on that Octa Finissimo sort of um, line of watches that has become fairly iconic and really stamped Bulgari's uh, place in, in watchmaking. So that is the second watch. The last watch I wanted to talk about, and this for me was the the one that stood above them all just for, for what I think is important uh, about watches, and that was from Oris, and that was the Oris Aquas Upcycle. This is a watch that you've probably heard of. The Oris Aquas is a, is a staple of Oris's sort of collection of watches. However, this is called the upcycle because the dials of these watches are actually made out of PET plastics. So what they're actually doing is trying to recycle some of the plastics that are polluting the the earth and the oceans and um, using it to create um, some really unique looking dials. The dials themselves are sort of a, a, a mesh of all this very interesting color of plastic. And what's really cool about it is this isn't a limited edition and 
the uh, dials themselves are not standard. So you can go from one Oris Aquas upcycle to another Oris Aquas upcycle and they'll be completely unique dials, which I think brings a whole new new level of collecting to this sort of uh, line of, of Oris Aquas because now you don't actually know, you know, your watches are going to be fairly unique compared to someone else who has also purchased this watch. Um, the watch itself, stainless steel case, sort of a, a, a gray bezel, hours, minutes, seconds, uh, complications, date at six o'clock, no Cyclops, which I think is cool. Um, but I, it's really the dial. The dial is what stands out to me um, the most. Oh, I forgot to mention just while I was talking about complications. It's running on the Aura 733, which is a Salidas SW200-1 movement. So um, great there. It also comes in two case sizes, 41 millimeter and 36 millimeter. So whichever kind of floats your boat um, there, I think is really cool. Again, like I think it's it's a it's an ingenious plan. Oris has done a lot of work in the sort of um, you know trying to be more green and more uh, conscious about an environment. And so uh, this sort of continues their story with that you know environmentally friendly sort of uh, company. Um, but again, I think it's that unique factor. This is not a limited edition, but you can have completely different dial to someone else who has the same or as aqueous upcycle. Um, I think that's such a cool way of sort of turning um, recycling, which I think some people might find too mundane, um, into something really cool. And I think the colors also add something a little bit cool to, to the whole concept of this being an upcycled uh, dial. So really cool watch from, from Oris. I think this was by far, for me, the, the, the head and shoulders above all the rest. Uh, when it comes to sort of what what perked my fancy but i'm sure that there's a watch that you thought was more interesting i'll leave a link like i said about the other two watches there's a link in the show notes for where we uh, the article where we talk about the oris aqua so be sure to check that out let us know what you enjoyed from geneva watch days i'd love to hear your thoughts hit us up on our instagrams or facebook uh, instagram or facebook or twitter wherever you want to get in touch with us you can also go to our website and, and go to our contact page we'd love to hear your thoughts um if you wouldn't mind subscribing or following this this podcast, so you're the first person to get these podcasts when they come out, that'd be great. If you are feeling generous and leaving a review, that would be great. We really appreciate your feedback. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.